Jogging will, you know, keep you in shape and build your endurance, but you want to lean out and yep. really burn fat. Right. right. You want to sprint. You want explosive stuff. So that's why I always have my clients do sprints or kickboxing because kickboxing is that same explosive motion like this as hard as you can. It's the same as this as hard as you can. So how much protein do seniors really need? Uh, this is a stellar group of individuals. Uh, Bob Delmatique in the middle uh, when he was age uh, 84. Uh, Kelly Nelson at age 75. Um, and Colleen at age 44. Uh, Kelly uh, was uh, pure uh, vegan, uh, followed a vegan lifestyle, started working out in her 60s. Uh, and you can see in great shape. Uh, Bob worked out all of his life. Um, uh, he, near the end of his life, started transitioning to more of a plant-based protein diet, more sweet potatoes. Uh, I, I, would, I would first give people the number one source of protein in the body. The number one source of protein in the body doesn't come from your diet. Your body is a built-in recycler. If you were to go to a recycling plant and go, give me the ultimate recycler, you would pray to have the intestines and the enzyme recycling ability of a human being, which God gave you this. So the reality is that the body, when the intestines, which are the most rapid turnover cells of any cells in the human body, they, when I say they turn over, they're digested as they get older and they're reabsorbed. So you get 30 grams of protein every day from your own intestines. You get 150 grams of protein every day from the recycling of all of your body's enzymes. And enzymes are 100% necessary for life. Without enzymes, you would die. So the human body has created a system to recreate its own enzymes and recycle its own enzymes with almost 100% perfection. Protease, amylase, bromelain, papain, lipase, all of these enzymes help to digest carbohydrate, pineapple, papaya, fats, proteins. But enzymes are necessary for every aspect of life. The moment that Ebok flexes, he requires enzymes. The moment you take a breath, it requires enzymes. Without enzymes, enzymes just think of them as a little molecule of protein that accelerates the rate at which chemical reactions occur to make life necessary. At the time of death, you weigh the exact same as you did when you were alive an hour before. The only difference is there's zero enzyme production and the hormones shut down to almost zero. So once you've lost enzymes and hormone production, you die. Once the chromosomes stop replicating, you die. Once the mitochondria, which is the powerhouse of energy cells of every cell of your body, stop producing energy, you die. So enzymes are involved with energy production and proteins are necessary for life but your body, God-given body, has an amazing ability to recycle almost all of its enzymes and intestines. This was proven quite well when Dr. Kempner took a group of hundreds of people who were excessively overweight, over 146 pounds, they reduced in one year on eating only rice and fruit. And the reason they ate only rice and fruit in that clinical study at Duke University by Walter Kempner was because rice and fruit had the lowest concentration or quantity of protein necessary to protect their kidneys from having to go into kidney dialysis or death. 
So he saved their lives, and some of them were diabetic. He thought he was going to have to give more insulin, but on a rice fruit diet, not one person had increased their insulin needs. In fact, most of them got off the use of insulin. But here's the shock. Dr. Kempner identified that the individuals have 20 grams of protein a day on rice and fruit intake, and it was more than enough. Listen to the bottom byline. He proved all the adults were in positive nitrogen balance. In other words, they got all the necessary protein they needed. During the time they had dropped 146 pounds in body fat, during the time that in one year, eating all only rice and fruit, 20 grams of protein was all they needed. Why? Because the enzymes recycled how much? 150 grams of protein, and the intestines recycled 30 grams. All they needed was 20 more. 200 grams of protein a day. And they, what do they always calculate? Oh, one pound, one gram of protein for every pound, a 200 pounder needs 200 grams of protein. You already have it. Yeah. You already yeah. have it. <laughs> so what happens if you do what they say and you already have it, so you're overdoing it? Is Depends it on the stressful? nature of the protein. If it's overdoing it from plant proteins, uh, there's little or no consequences, but you could probably even overdo plant proteins. But animal proteins, serious consequences. It'd be hard to overdo. It's hard because if it's in the whole food, yeah. it's inherently within the right balance anyway. Yeah. But animal proteins, we're not carnivores. Last I checked, uh, we don't have, you know, tiger teeth. Yeah. Yeah. And last, last I checked, we had a long <laughs> intestine. Yep. So infants, when they were fed uh, basically a plant-based diet, a rice only, in some of these countries where they measured their growth rate, their nitrogen retention, that the rice and the vegetable-based protein diets met all of the baby's needs, growth needs, during the most rapid growth rate period of their life. Mm. Now, I'm not saying that you'd go out and feed anything other than human breast milk to a baby, but if you gave them vegetable-based protein formulas, they're going to get all the amino acids necessary. Because what's the, what's the protein ratio in human breast milk? Well, human breast milk happens to be about 5.7% uh, protein. Uh, rat's milk is 25% protein. And the reason I bring this up is because rats were clinically fed uh, various foods that established all of human requirements of nutrition based on rats that grew to full size when they gave them meat, cheese, eggs, and dairy product at about 25% of protein. There's a textbook that when I was in college and when I went to the major medical universities, this reprint edition, if you look up the chapter on protein requirements, all of human nutrition is based on these old, outdated protein rat studies. Mm -hmm. So they don't even bring up the new human studies, even though they were present at the time of the pr publication of these textbooks. I would go so far as to say if you look at who sponsors these protein studies and who pays for these, quote, college and medical school nutrition textbooks and registered dietitian textbooks, you'd be far pressed to find any other than the meat, cheese, eggs, and dairy product foundations and the egg board that pays for the production of these textbooks, which only allows the studies on meat, cheese, eggs, and dairy product and goes so far as to lie that plant proteins are inferior for humans. Wow. But so, so was based on rat studies. It, it, it is the, is the um, discrepancy with that study because um, it's unrealistic because the, the rats 
naturally have a higher protein content in their right breast Rat, milk well rats rats are carnivores they grow to full size within weeks mm -hmm. and so they need a different ratio and concentration of protein that mimics the amino acid pattern of eggs cheese meat and dairy product that's why an egg or um, uh, meat or cheese is considered a high per or high protein efficiency ratio only for rats but for humans meat cheese eggs and dairy product is absorbed at 20 percent less nitrogen retention Kempner proved that, Dr. Lee proved that in college students. Several studies have since proved that in children and infants. So there is no doubt that when Diet for a Small Planet first came out by uh, Frances Moore LePay, she said you have, to eat, uh, you have to eat beans and rice or you have to combine certain plant foods to get all eight essential amino acids to get a complete protein based on what? based on the original rat studies, yeah, not on human studies. In her 10th year revised edition, she went on to say, unfortunately, when I was teaching people that plant proteins are good for you, I perpetuated another myth that you actually had to combine rice and beans, and now I know that's not true. You could have eaten only rice and got all eight essential amino acids, or only beans and got all eight essential amino acids, so long as she qualified, you got enough calories to meet your caloric needs. Mm. So since then, bodybuilders and athletes have become vegan or vegetarian uh, or they've minimized their protein intake and built fabulous physiques. Um, my favorite story is always that Mike, Menser, uh, Mike, excuse me, Mike Tyson, his, his physician called me and was asking me about Esterblock and some of the products that I had created. And it was this early area of looking into a plant-based uh, whole food nutrition. Now, if you look at Mike Tyson, he's in great shape. He's on a plant-based diet. Uh, if you look at uh, Mike Menser, uh, if you look back to his YouTube videos, you'll see that he told people that you only needed about um, uh, four grams of additional protein per day to be, build a Mr. Universe or Mr. Olympiad physique. Only four grams beyond a normal 50 to 60 gram protein. So if you divide by three your body weight, that's how many grams of protein you need. So if you weigh 210 pounds, yeah. 240 pounds, 230 pounds, yeah. divided by three, anyone got a quick calculator? What's yeah, that about? 70. 70 grams of protein, 70, 75, 70, 75 grams of protein. Yeah. And that would be double of even the amount of protein you need during intense exercise, double. You would still be in positive nitrogen balance at 50 grams of protein. I know, I checked my balances, they're looking good. Jeffrey Life, um, you ever go on the flight, uh, flight magazine, you open it up and you're on air, a jet, right? And you look in and there's a picture of this guy, this incredible before after picture, right? He's got right? a billboard in Vegas. Right. Jeffrey Life at age 54 and then at age 64 getting in great shape following anti-aging principles, working out, you know, careful about different things. But the one mistake he admitted to me when I interviewed him last year, and that interview is on um, somewhere, this buried CD, right? My on CD. this CD, Jeffrey Life went on to say, I had a heart attack about a year ago in December, and I realized I needed to go over to a vegan diet. And he said, I have to admit, I was concerned. I thought I was going to lose my muscle density. Now he's in better shape at age 77 picture not shown, but if you see him on my interview, you'll see he's in better shape now at age 77 than he did in his meat-eating days. Wow. So 
more and more doctors are starting to realize, such as Bob Delmatique, age 17, 67, and 80, getting better with age. Uh, he switched over to a vegan lifestyle towards the end stages. Jack O'Lane, fabulous shape, but he always talked about eating foods as grown, not from a can, not from a container. And I had this fabulous, I sent out a, a newsletter if some of my audience saw it. If you go to my website, nickdelgado.com, you'll find this great, my favorite lecture by Jack O'Lane of all time where I was there in the audience and spoke with him and he said, Nick, keep it up, you're doing a great job. And it was really inspiring for me to know and meet Jack O'Lane and uh, be mentored by him and Bob Delmatique and you know me to mentor them about some of their lifestyle factors. I was with Randy Couture last year at the Arnold Classic. Uh, he eats a lot of greens and whole foods. Still, at his age, one of the great uh, greats in, in uh, MMA fighting. Uh, Frank Mir made some changes in his diet. But here, here's the key for athletes. You think meat's going to give you better performance? What is the one thing that allowed me to break an all-time strength endurance record without exhaustion to lift nonstop 2,000 lifts in one hour? The one factor that every athlete knows that if you fall short of, you will completely fail and hit complete exhaustion. What is every marathon athlete, every, every lifter, every bodybuilder, every runner, everyone knows this. The one thing you can't do without in your athletics during the day of the competition. What is it? Water. Water. 100%. If you dehydrate, the moment you lose, what is it, 1%? When I lost eight pounds of water when I broke the world record, I mean, that I was bordering on, on pure exhaustion. Anyone who depletes themselves. But what's the number one way to deplete the body of water? Meat. Eat more meat. It takes eight times more water to digest every gram of protein than it does a gram of whole beans, fruits, rice, potatoes, yams. More than that, tomatoes and watermelon, amongst my favorite, are rich in water. So they're donating water during the course of digestion. Mm. Plant-based foods are alkaline. They help the body become more alkaline. Meat-based foods are strongly acidic. Some doctors feel that acidity leads to serious disease. Some doctors believe that alkalinity leads to great health. I would go so far as to say that if you uh, make the water hydrogen rich and you, you add um, some hydrogen tablets to that water, uh, is there another one down below? Um, it should oh, be over I there. have it right here. There we go. So open yours That's up fine. there. Just only open the, the side, just get it to peek open like that a little okay. bit. And you put your, your, uh, your uh, uh, hydrogen tablets in there. Just seal it down because it's going to bubble out. And in about Where's five that? or ten minutes. There we go. So just slip that in. So if you add hydrogen to their water, it's the, uh, one of the ultimate fr uh, free radical scavengers. So if you want to build a strong, lean body, start drinking hydrogen water before your workout, during your workout, and after. Three times a day, and you will gain additional strength, endurance, and performance. It'll clear lactic acid, you'll recover better, you'll have better lean muscle mass, and it'll simulate a fasting state. In other words, those of you, like me, who tend to like to overeat and eat more than you should, once I stabilized my adrenals, I thought I had it all under control, and then I started taking hydrogen, and all of a sudden I found, wow, I can even get in better shape. A smaller plate of food got me satisfied. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. So remember, we'll, we'll drink this in a few minutes after. It's, see, it's spilling out already. See, it's outgassing with hydrogen. You got to seal it down really good. Right. So 
Mike Menser stated un very clearly that to build massively muscle, you only needed 25 grams of additional protein uh, per day. Actually, it's 25 calories, which is divided by four. So that, that works out to... Um, what's that? Hmm? 6.25, yeah. So about somewhere between uh, a normal individual, somewhere between 2 and 6 grams of protein a day. So total of 79 grams of protein for an athlete over 200 pounds, somewhere in that category, is going to even meet the highest demand. So how do you explain a bodybuilder that looks massive and huge? Three things. They have better genetics than most people. Genetics plays a huge role. It helps. If a guy has a big, massive chest because his dad had massive chest, like Mike Menser had massive forearms, his dad had massive forearms, and yet his dad never worked out a day in his life. His dad had massive forearms. Yeah. Massive, massive calves, <clears throat> never worked out a day in his life. A bodybuilder has genetics, but a bodybuilder knows hormones. I'm the first to say that they're using probably far too much. I would like to see it that bodybuilders and athletes put themselves under the guidance of an anti-aging doctor that would know the safe levels to not abuse those levels. And the other thing about Casey Viatar, which was the youngest Mr. America in history, they trained using forced negative reps to failure, but he'd sneak back in the gym and train again and again. Most athletes know they got to train fairly consistently and regularly, right? Yeah, spend half their day training. Yeah, half their day. You, you heard what he said. Eat and run Scott Jerk. The uh, Tarmar Indians are the greatest runners in the world. Uh, they run nonstop, and they eat panola nuts and oatmeal and f vegetables and fruit and avocado and whole food. Um, I would tell you that that's one of the great secrets for strength endurance athletes. And not only that, the, the, the whole foods spare your body protein. So now we've talked about how meat depletes your body of water. Mm -hmm. Whereas whole yams, fruits, beans, plant-based protein foods spare your body protein. In other words, the first need of the body is to burn protein for calories. But by getting the nutrients, the whole complex carbohydrates, you don't burn your body protein if you're taking in not protein, you're taking in complex carbohydrates because it gives glucose and that prevents you from burning or sparing or burning your body protein. Okay. You're better off eating potatoes, yams. So, but it, bur it burns or breaks up the protein to turn it into glucose. No, it's the other way around. It's that the body can burn protein, fat, and carbohydrate. It prefers to burn carbohydrate to get glucose for the brain, the number one need of the brain and uh, all the metabolism of the body. And as you exercise more efficiently, you become a more efficient fat burner. That's true. But instead of sacrificing your body protein, it has to have a trickle of glucose from the food, from the, the whole starch fiber, from the potatoes, rice, beans, and peas. So it spares, in other words, those calories from the, the carbohydrate, the preferred source of energy of the body, which burns with zero waste product and the only excretion is water, which you excrete, and carbon, di carbon dioxide, which you exhale. Mm -hmm. It's the purest form of energy of the body. So when you take protein, it's inefficient. It burns with about 30% waste product and it doesn't spare the body proteins. You only need a small amount of protein to rebuild the muscle while you need more of the complex carbohydrates to burn, burn uh, muscle, to, to build muscle. Fat is the least efficient too, because fat is, it leaves ketones. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't, it, it's not designed to build muscle. 
It's a, it's, 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 it's a, if you look at the New Guinea natives, they eat 3% protein, 3% fat, and 94% complex carbohydrates. Very muscular, strong people, free of diabetes, no heart disease around the world. Uh, it's an interesting phenomenon that they mostly eat sweet potatoes. I would include sweet potatoes in, in every person's diet if they want to muscle up. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Easy. Getting kind of graphic here. Bonobos monkeys, the only animal on the planet that's a 94.6 genetic match of humans. When they make love, they look into each other's eyes. They are very unique. They stand upright most of the time. They eat mostly all fruits, vegetables, foraging for tuber, plants. They're as close as you get to a plant-based protein. That is the human origin, not a paleo diet. It's a plant-based diet. There's a good YouTube video on paleo and debunking the belief that that's what we were designed to be hunters. No, we were gatherers. We, we grew food. We, For, we foraged. You know, 20 times longer than we, we ate meat. Yeah. Our, our, our whole origin was based on a long digest tract, uh, the digestive enzymes, the teeth, the structure. Everything about our body was designed to extract the protein that's in the fruits and vegetables, to take the fiber, to take the complex carbohydrates, to spare the body protein and get sufficient fat all in that whole perfect food. And if I were to say one whole perfect food on the planet that you could live on, yams, sweet potatoes, uh, certainly uh, rice is healthy, but uh, fruit is hard to beat, is great for you, vegetables, all these foods, just a whole array of, of healthy, whole protein nutrition. Breaking world records, doing uh, incredible uh, strength endurance records, uh, getting ripped abs, firm thighs. The key is what? Train hard and intense, consistent, Intensity for sure, and then would running help burn body fat? Uh, sprinting, 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 sprinting burns body fat. Not jogging, sprinting, sprinting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, jogging will you know keep you in shape and build your endurance, but you want to lean out and yep. really burn fat. Right. right. You want to sprint. You want explosive stuff. So. That's why I always have my clients do sprints or kickboxing because kickboxing is that same explosive motion like this as hard as you can. It's the same as this as hard as you can. I train my clients to do vertical lifts nonstop. 60% of the muscle groups above the waist. Curl and press is you get to where you can do more than 300 lifts, 500 lifts. You can do 1,000 lifts like me. You'll, you'll shred your body when you do vertical lifts. Shred your body. Building muscle burning calories, and breathing heavy. When I'm lifting overhead, I'm breathing so heavy, it's, it's, it's intense. I'm at about 190 beats a minute. Now, that may be too intense for most people, so we're not saying that everyone should start out at that, right? Yeah. They should start walking, But I definitely agree with phases. you on the breathing, and, and that's what yoga is very supportive on getting people to breathe deeper and open up their, their breath. So fitness can accomplish multiple things. It stimulates the lymphatics, which we haven't talked to too much, but when we talk about Prince and about people whose immune system is, is declining, you've got to stimulate the lymphatics. Exercise stimulates the lymphatics. It clears toxins from the body. Exercise is critical. You stimulate the removal of toxins by tenfold when you sprint versus walking. Tenfold, ten times faster during sprinting and intense workouts. When you work out, little or no rest between sets, I do a lot of pyramiding. I love pyramiding. I use power blocks. I, 
drop the weight as I get tired, boom, 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 lift, 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 move, boom, boom, move fast, lift, onto the next, right? Yeah. Uh, hyperbaric oxygen treatment, CVAC training, altitude conditioning, uh, uh, the Avison to draw a core body temperature, keep the core body cool, lymphatics, train in the water, that's great for the body alignment, right? Mm -hmm. Yoga, all these things, increase muscle strength, the core strength, you're, you're one of the most phenomenal guys that trains with the core. I'm loving training the core now more than I ever have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it just adds to the quality of life. So what is it? Flexibility, core takes, strength, takes muscle, pressure off your back. Yes, muscular strength, clearing of toxins, uh, longer, better quality life. Bob Whelan, a double amputee, uh, he's actually entered uh, Ironman triathlon. He, you know, he's swimming in the ocean. He gets down on a bike, pedals with his hands, and he gets on his hands in one step at a time. I, I was with him at the New York City Marathon. Just an amazing, amazing positive athlete. Lost his legs in Vietnam, but an incredible inspirational story. One step at a time. You got to optimize your hormones if you can build powerful physique, right? You got to have better testosterone level, clear out those harmful estrogens. You got to restore the growth factors, growth hormone. We we use a product um, called uh, uh, Grow Young. Uh, it's you spray it in the mouth. It helps to restore the growth factors. Uh, there's a product that uh, has GHR2, GHRP. Now athletes have to be careful because some of these products border on they might be tested for. Mm -hmm. But in your aging process, if you're going to break a world record for aging, you're going to need to optimize the growth factors. GHRP, no doubt about it. GHRP2. Athletes can use, but GHRP6 apparently is tested for, but uh, it, it uh, increases muscle strength, um, muscle density, it uh, improves erectile function. It's pretty amazing what it does for, for, for a man and a woman. They, women get clitoral erection, of course, but better sex, you know, better energy, they feel great. Better bone density, better organ health, better skin. The skin looks healthier when they're taking growth factors. Really important. The, the whole controversy is it's difficult to absorb growth factors unless they're injected. We, we found their studies and um, the pharmaceutical companies found you can even deliver insulin, which is a very large molecule, uh, with a certain kind of delivery system that we use in our product. I mean, we, we can't say we use a patented delivery because the pharmaceuticals have already cornered that, but we do use a system that it's um, second to none. It's pretty amazing. Okay, so it, it, it raises your growth factor and it keeps it up there? You just continue taking it? Uh, let, let's address something because some of the doctors are concerned about um, enhancing growth factors. They think that it might stimulate growth of, of cancerous cells, but we've looked in the literature and you look at uh, acromegalia past the age of 60, which produce massive amounts of growth hormone, like ridiculous amounts, like Tony Robbins, he, he's got acromegalia, massive amounts. But it doesn't cause cancer. What it does is it's a rejuvenative hormone and it builds up the body. Excessive, I'm not advocating taking excessive amounts. You know, a, a guy with giantism is the extreme where they're getting way beyond any bodybuilder would ever take. But just to prove a point, they do not have a higher rate of cancer, even with acromegalia. Um, but we do have what's called gene therapy, protein peptides, myostatin. There's a whole new field that we're entering into now, because otherwise the skin, the body, it gets flabby, it gets weak, uh, the back, the tissues, all the tissue supportive ligaments, I mean, 
aging, aging as we know it. It's, it's really a decline in most of the uh, protein peptides and the, the growth factors. You've got to re support it with optimum testosterone levels, optimum growth factor levels, and, um, How do you and a plant-based protein diet. The protein peptides. Um, the only way that I've come across is through uh, protein molecule uh, peptides. So it's recumbent DNA, it's collected, just like they create insulin, and uh, you create these growth factors, and then you can deliver them in an elegant fashion. Just, I just got younger just doing it. Right? A little bit. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah. Every night, every morning. And it almost tastes like water, right? It does. It tastes just like water. Do you water. know that if you take a drop of growth hormone right from the vial and you taste it, and then you spray this, you go, huh, almost tastes identical. Why? Because they're growth factors. Same thing. The key is that it's got a, a special delivery system that makes it very, very important. So in the amounts that's delivered, a, an athlete's not going to test positive for growth hormone unless they're injecting massive amounts. This is more an optimum level, not a massive level, if that makes sense. Unless you want to look like a giant and develop the big forehead like some of these bodybuilders and overdo it, go to it. I'm not advocating that. I'm saying optimize to youth, youthful, physiologic, healthy levels. Right. That's what that's Doing for. Doing too much will, will shorten your lifespan, right? Your, well, your heart's too big. Yes. There, there's risk factors. Giant, giants don't live quite as long. They will live past age of 60, but um, overall longevity, they're not known to be the longest lived people you know, on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily... I would say that if a giant followed a plant-based protein diet, he's got a good shot at living a full, normal life, even though they have excessive amounts of growth hormone. Growth hormone is the most potent rejuvenative hormone on the planet when used in conjunction with testosterone at optimum levels, when understanding how to balance your cortisol level. You would never optimize growth factors in testosterone without supporting the adrenals first. When you put that whole cascade together, it took me 20, well, it took me over 20 years to figure out exactly how to balance all the hormones, but you measure them through elegant urine tests, blood tests, saliva tests, and you check them periodically. I check them about once every three to six months to make sure that my clients are on track, that the doctors I work with, that they're monitoring my clients, and that I'm on track as well. If I'm going to break the all-time and win, let's not even use the word if, when I break the all-time world record for aging, I can assure you I will have optimum testosterone, growth hormone, adrenal function, thyroid, all my hormones, all my enzymes, all of it will be supported. It would be very difficult to not break the world record unless, um, unless you break my record. <laughs> I will break your record. I'm competitive. Let's see. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Testosterone, not synthetic, but natural, can be supported with uh, a product called uh, Stem Cell Strong. Uh, we have a product called, I didn't even set it out here because I didn't know I was going to talk about it, but Testrovita Pro. Uh, these products stimulate the release of your own testosterone. I use them every day. Uh, the Slim Blend, I know you're a big fan of. Huge um, fan of the Slim Blend. Yeah. The, the, the Slim Blend. Use that several times a day. I make my protein pancakes out of it. They're amazing. I've never had protein pancakes till you introduced me to them. Everybody's, everybody's on them. My, uh, my friend in, um, where is he? Oh, he's in Amsterdam right now. He ordered some. Uh, and he made uh, bear waffles, because I call them bear cakes. He made bear <laughs> waffles. I'm like, that's good. I like that. I'm... Um, 
I'm a big advocate of whole plant-based nutrition. Uh, we have a pea protein product coming out. We have, uh, yeah, toss it here. So, so uh, Testavita Pro, I've been using uh, the early version of it for a better part of 20 years. In 1978, my testosterone level was starting to drop when I was in um, approaching, um, approaching 30. And um, as I approached 30, I noticed the decline, I noticed my libido was declining, and I started using the combination herbs that are now known to be in Testervita Pro, Testervita that is, and I had laboratory tests that showed my testosterone went back up 50 to 100%. So all I did was just keep taking herbs all these years, and it's helped me to maintain really good testosterone levels. I noticed when I don't, one year I went off the product for a year just to see, said, okay, let's see, go off all the supplements and herbs. My testosterone declined down to under 200, which is like worse than a 70-year-old. Yeah. I went back on the products. I keep them up, and I maintain my levels to that of what my 22-year-old son, 23-year-old son level is. So I like to be competitive. I like to maintain because that's what it's going to take to break the world record in aging, not to let my levels decline to that of a 70, 60, 70, or 80-year-old like I am, but to optimize them so that when I'm... 110, my testosterone level is that of a 25-year-old. That's going to make a big difference. Not just that, but the whole approach to health and immortality and anti-aging. I'm doing everything to support my telomeres. I use Stay Young. I, I do almost everything imaginable because that record is a delightful record. Yeah. That means I get to live to see a generation that no one's ever seen before. Plant-based proteins versus animal-based proteins Every day of the week, I can show you and demonstrate you'll absorb 20% more nitrogen protein on plant-based proteins, provided you get enough calories to meet your caloric need. So if you're exercising harder and you're burning more calories and you start to drop below your ideal body weight, you better pack on a little bit more beans and peas, a little bit more yams, make sure you get enough calories. Fruit and vegetables won't be enough calories once you drop below your ideal weight. That's why some marathoners and vegetarians look scrawny because they don't understand they've gone below their caloric needs, and they're starting to sacrifice their lean body mass. Okay. I don't like sacrificing my lean body mass. So it they took me go. effort to build muscle. They so they got to go up something a little more nutrient dense. Is what you're saying? Correct. So the balance I'm, I'm about to show you. Um, so the balance is like this: from a cascade of Asian, Italian, Mexican, Greek foods, the caloric foods with the most density within the plant-based foods would be like beans, yams, sweet potatoes, brown rice, peas. I eat a lot of peas, uh, raisins, dates, avocados, soaked nuts, seeds, uh, chestnuts, coconut, almond. Um, Ty, can you grab that bag behind me a moment? I just can't reach it, but there's a container. Be careful because there's a huge container in a crock pot. This morning, I made a crock pot of food that gives me the caloric density in case I work into the evening, which is getting a little late, crew, but uh, we're getting close to winding down. But careful because it's pretty thick. Uh, take the garbanzo beans off first. My, my seven-year-old loves garbanzo beans. I serve him garbanzo beans because they're so loaded with nutrient and calories and they taste them. good. Mm, I, I'd eat them down here if I wasn't like, okay. This one too? Yeah, this one's a little hard. To, <clears throat> this would be uh, about a day and a half of food here. Hold it a second. This thing is dense. Do curls with that. This is what I mean by caloric density. Once you say this probably weighs about <laughs> 10 pounds, what's, what's it got? It's got cabbage. It's got uh, 
uh, black-eyed peas. It's got potatoes. white potatoes. It's got uh, Anaheim what peppers. It's got mushrooms. Yeah, it's got chilies in it. Uh, if anyone's brave enough, I'll, I'll, I'll let you spoon out some because I brought it straight from the crock pot today. You know, I'm always game. Want to try it? Yeah, I want to try it. <laughs> spoon some here. Let's do it. Careful, there's liquid there. It's going to okay. come pouring out. So that's the caloric density that you need if, you, if you're trying to maintain your weight and not drop below a certain weight. Dr. Uh, T. Colin Campbell showed that plant-based proteins prevents cancer, animal-based proteins increases the rate of cancer. That, that's been fairly well proven. Uh, the, the kidneys, the kidneys function very well. Remember what Dr. Kempner did? He put people on a rice fruit diet. The lower protein foods in the plant-based foods preserve kidney function. We have a huge incidence of death from kidney failure in our country due to centering the meat, the foods around meat, cheese, eggs, and dairy product. Thumbs up? What do you think? Definitely. Yeah? Good stuff. Is this in the Simply Healthy cookbook? Or is this just your concoction? It's going to be version two. Okay. <laughs> Excess protein causes osteoporosis. Plant-based proteins builds uh, uh, bone density. Whereas animal-based foods, even milk and dairy, cause uh, loss of protein due to high acidity. Bone fractures and death related to um, bone fractures comes from excess protein in the diet. Joint pain, could it be GMO, could it be the dairy whey, could it be exposure to gluten or soy? You really have to develop a personalized nutrition program and look at the white blood cells, do appropriate laboratory tests, and have the blood drawn and have the white blood cells to know what's causing you inflammation. Because at a certain stage in your life, people start suffering from inflammation. Joint pain, back pain, knee, leg pain. And most of that comes from something they're eating that's incompatible with their personal physiology. So I've actually observed under a white blood cell, uh, under a microscope at high powered, uh, uh, at, at uh, 100x oil, so it's, it's about 6,000 magnification. And you can actually see the white blood cells starting to break apart when they're exposed to corn or dairy whey or whatever that person's allergic to. And it's different for each person. You really have to get some, some basic testing done to know if you have any joint pain or inflammation. This is a critical thing. It could be you're allergic to milk or corn. It could be any number of foods. Slim blend protein, we talked about a little bit to build the body. Switching to vegan type proteins is great. Reversing cardiovascular disease. Uh, in, in this lifestyle medicine, you're going to learn about how Caldwell Esselstyn, Dean Ornish, you'll hear all the interviews I've done with the top experts in the world. Um, all you have to do is see cholesterol on the lens of the eye, and you see it in almost every adult past the age of 30 in our culture. And that means you've eaten way too much cholesterol-containing foods. I'm not advocating you run out and take statins. Statins do lower cholesterol, and that's definitely going to have side effects. I'm suggesting that you could, from a whole plant-based nutrition diet, reverse cardiovascular disease. Okinawa, the longest lived people in the world, eat a plant-based, mostly purple sweet potatoes, a lot of vegetables. Sprouts are an amazing source of protein. Eat sprouts whenever you can. Uh, they're highly digestible. The protein's highly absorbable. They're filled with phytochemicals that help to fight cancer. When you eat fats, eat the whole food. Wherever you can, eat whole coconut. Have the soaked nuts and seeds, avocados, olives. These are the best sources of fat, not from the extracted oils. If you use oil, rub it on the skin, Minimize the amount in your diet. 
the, the plant-based foods increase nit nitrates. Those are very important. So Swiss chard, beets, arugula. Uh, when you go to the rainforest, you'll find monkeys. And it's, it's kind of fun because they can sense testosterone uh, in men who have optimized testosterone level. So get, to get ripped mm -hmm. abs and slender thighs, in summary, use the largest muscle group. So which is better to burn uh, to get ripped abs? Doing a lot of sit-ups or using your legs to do squats and sprinting in your back? Definitely legs and your big back muscles too. The big muscles burn more fat. Yeah, absolutely. The stomach muscles are very small muscle group. You only need to do a small amount of sit-ups, but core is important, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of other muscles internally, but to show the abs, it's a matter of uncovering the abs because they're layers of fat, and the only way you're gonna burn layers of fat is use the largest muscle groups of the body, particularly running, because you're using the arms, the legs, the back, everything, you're moving I'm not saying fast. don't do abs, you're just saying that right. the most important part of getting abs is the explosive, high-intensity stuff. I've seen people do sit-ups for an hour a day and not get abs. I've seen people do running no gains. And, and, and squats and big muscle groups and they get abs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, squats, you have to use your abs to do correct form. Right. Eating frequent whole fruits, vegetables, beans and peas, soups and salads, spares the body protein, support your hormones, take the supplements necessary. The importance of a whole food diet, like this mango papaya salad, right? Yeah. It's rich in fiber, rich in vitamins and minerals and nutrients. The gladiators used to eat a lot of uh, barley and whole fruits and vegetables. They weren't meat eaters. You look at uh, current day gladiators, you look at the high fiber content. Even I've met some vegetarians that don't get enough fiber because they eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. There's not a lot of fiber in just fruits and vegetables. You're going to have to get in something like black eyed peas, which is why I have this. It's got a lot of fiber. Yeah. Bowel movements, at least two, three, four a day is appropriate on a high fiber whole foods diet. So vegetables particularly have only 20 to 40 calories per cup serving. So you can get really shredded when you eat more vegetables. Fruit only has 20 to 60 calories per cup. So that's gonna be part of a high water, high fire, uh, medium fiber, but a rapid fat loss program. So vegetables are a great way to get in shape. Eating a lot of vegetables, a lot of fruit, uh, limit to about two cups the medium calorie foods like beans, rice, yams while you're trying to lose weight. Don't overdo it because if you eat too much, you're going to maintain your weight instead of re reducing that body fat, right? Mm. Bananas, apples have a little bit, uh, bananas have a little bit more calories. Avocados and olives are considered a fruit. They have more calories because they have more fat in them. Uh, just, you can eat them, but don't overdo them if you're trying to lose weight. So uh, eat a variety of vegetables, beans and peas, the intestines are incredibly important when you get enough fiber. Where to get fiber from? Number one source of fiber comes from beans. Number one, beans. Black-eyed peas, pinto beans, lentil beans, garbanzo beans, beans. The second best source of fiber is dietary grains, but some people have issues with grains. So I like to use certain grains that are gluten-free. There are some grains that you can get some of the ancient grains. Vegetables and fruit are amongst the lower amount of fiber in a whole foods diet, but you gotta get a balance to get all the amount. And if you're eating large amounts of vegetables, you get 1.5 gram of fiber per cup, and uh, per cup, so you'd have to eat about uh, 20 cups to even get 30 grams of fiber. And you need 60 grams of fiber. So you need to slip in some beans and peas to get enough fiber. 
oh, did I did it go without saying that there's zero fiber in meat, zero fiber in fish, zero fiber in chicken, zero fiber in cheese, zero fiber in eggs, zero in olive oil, coconut oil, zero fiber in butter, zero fiber in milk. How are you going to get enough fiber? Your body has to have fiber to be healthy. You can't get fiber if you're taking up too much of your stomach with foods that don't have fiber. To get ripped, to get shredded, to get in great shape, switch over to high fiber, whole plant-based foods. Even the ape diet is a good example of eating a lot of fresh fruits and vegetables and whole food. Tasty Asian, Greek, Italian, Mexican foods. Just look at some of the coming classes we're gonna be doing. Blended drinks are great. Don't starve uh, yourself of water. Don't take diuretics. Don't, don't starve yourself. What's the sumu diet? They eat once a day. They starve themselves all day, then they eat a big meal and they gain weight because your body starts retaining fat. The highest calorie foods come from, in descending order, the highest calorie foods on the planet, coconut oil, olive oil, margarine, butter. So if you're trying to gain weight, add those oils to your diet. I got a lot of people out there advocating to use a lot of oils. I'd rather eat the coconut meat because the fiber is going to slow the absorption of the fat and they're going to get better results than using the coconut oil or the olive oil or the butter or the margarine because there's per, per quantity massive amounts of calories. Second only to, I mean, above, oils are much higher in calories than sugar. Sugar, and, and, and everyone knows sugar is high in calories. Avoid dehydration at all costs. We covered that, and the exercise we covered. Sprinting is fabulous for burning fat, high intensity. Get your legs cut. Your abs, do a lot of um, movements, right, throughout the body, a lot of core treatment. Bring your percent body fat down. Control your hormone levels. Eat up to where you're about 80% satisfied. Work on that conscious level of not overeating, right? Control your adrenals, control your estrogen levels control your hormone levels, into your sleep patterns, use our uh, energy pack, and there you have it. There we go. Ripped abs, firm thighs, achieve your ideal body weight. Get, get in shape. Thank you, everyone. Hey, guys, I got to tell you, the new coaching program has come out, and we're excited about the coaching program because the coaching program is at nickdelgado.com. We'd love to help to guide you, to coach you on your health journey. And now you can apply for the special coaching program. And you can also get our special book, Immune Rejuvenation. Just leave your name and email, and you're going to get one of the best books written on this whole subject. We are excited to know, end, and I got to tell you that, you know, the whole idea of immune rejuvenation has come.